I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. What is up, my friends? You are, well, I'd say you're very welcome along to tonight's stream, but it's not going to be much fun. There's not going to be much good news. There's going to be a lot of finger pointing and anger. And you know what? That's honestly why I wanted to come on, because I have stuff to get off my chest. I'm sure you have stuff to get off your chest. And I'm sure that there are people who have a lot of questions for me and other people who've been talking about transfers. And you know me, I don't hide. I don't shy away from these things. And... I'm really, really angry right now. I'm very, very angry. And we're turning into a laughing stock. And none of us want it. And I have a lot to get off my chest tonight. So I hope you guys are um, doing okay, first and foremost. Because, you know, people often think when us content creators sit down to plan out a stream or something like this that we enjoy these type of days you know where you know there's going to be angry fans and things like that not at all i much be prefer to be on here with you guys celebrating and talking about positive stuff in the future but look there's a few things that we have to talk about and first and foremost i have to talk about lavia because last night i came on and my understanding was that lavia was still wanting to come to us and I don't shy away from these things. When my information turns out to be incorrect, I'm here, I'm front and centre, and I'm answering your questions. It wasn't just me. There was many people. But you know what? I'm responsible for the words that come out of my mouth. But there's been a lot of duplicity over the past few days and a lot of misinformation and a lot of people given stuff that has made... A lot of us very angry. A lot of journalists have had a double double speak on all of this stuff over the past few days. Um, and I don't know how we ended up here. Because right now, we've gone from... And I'm going to rewind you back a few days. We've gone from having an offer of £46 million for a male lavia turned down. To walking away to... Going for Caicedo to be made to look very, very amateurish for him choosing Chelsea. Then for us to reportedly come back in with a 60 million offer, according to Sky and their sources, for Lavia 
only for Liverpool to say that that's not the case, that they didn't put in a 60 million bid for Lavia. That came from Paul Joyce. And what I mean that came from Paul Joyce, I mean the denial that Liverpool put the bid in. So again, there is a lot of people that have gotten a lot of information that has left a lot of people angry because it's been very sly and duplicitous. But that doesn't help us. It doesn't change the situation. Right now, Liverpool Football Club are an embarrassment in the transfer market. Right now, our owners that like to think that they're the most clever people in the room have made a show of us yet again. We warned this the other day. It's all very well and good making our last-ditch effort to go sign Caicedo if it works. If it doesn't work, we end up not just back to square one, but even a little bit further back again. And the PR of the club has been rinsed. So I'm here tonight to let you vent. All I will ask is that you are respectful to each other. Have a pop at me by all means, but be respectful to each other. And we can talk this through and find out what the fuck is going on. Because it's a joke. It is unacceptable. And heads need to roll. Colin said, love from Ohio. Not a single journalist got anything right about the Lavian Caicedo saga, especially the Chelsea fan Fabrizio. Jack said, where's Jack's comment? Sorry, mate, I'm trying to try and scroll back up. Jack Howe said, every pundit feels sympathy for us now, mate. And Nutter Nerd said, this is embarrassing, FSG out. It is embarrassing. And whichever way we look at it, the owners are ultimately responsible. But I'm not going to abdicate Jurgen Klopp from any responsibility either. I said something to Connor earlier on today. And it's a genuine question that I'd like to ask you guys as well. So if Jurgen Klopp is given as much power as we believe. You know, you've heard Jamie Carragher say that it's the structure. That Jurgen Klopp is part of this structure. I genuinely want to know what what's happened. Because Klopp has been on two pre-season tours, right? He's been to Germany, then over to Malaysia. Or was it Singapore? Singapore, I think, sorry. But how has he been able to deal with the recruitment side of things, train the players, do the PR stuff, do all the sponsorship and corporate stuff, fly around the world? It, it just doesn't make sense. Somebody needs to have ultimate responsibility for the transfers. It used to be Michael Edwards, but apparently Billy Hogan was the one putting in some of these bids during this window. Now, I warned the other day that whatever happened, we cannot accept, oh, we tried, because that is not good enough. You tried and you failed FSG, and you put these people in place. They're your employees, this is your club, you are ultimately responsible. Where's the planning? Who has been doing the research? Because I know Paul Joyce put a bit of a snidey post out earlier on talking about uh, amateur Twitter football scouts. But you know what? At least they're fucking trying. At least the people who all of these arrogant twats like to ridicule and look down upon. At least they're trying. At least Liverpool fans are having a look. At least Liverpool fans are trying to find a solution or at least a rhyme or reason for what's happening. And I don't like people being ridiculed because of that. Because you know what? It matters to us. It matters to me. It matters to you. We're not just football fans. This is a way of life. So rather than ridiculing and mocking people, how about calling out the people who need to be called out? And Paul Joyce is an amazing journalist. Fantastic. And I don't know the man. 
But that was a very, very unnecessary swipe at Twitter and Twitter's users and Liverpool fans. For what? Daring to try and find a solution? Because you know who hasn't found a solution? The very, very, very clever billionaires running the club. So I'll ask again, how did we get here? And what are we going to do to resolve it? Because the clock's ticking and whatever happens at this point, I think you'll agree with me, it wasn't part of the plan. If there was a plan, it's more reactionary business, just like Arthur Mello, just like we were mocked for being kids who wanted a Ferrari at Christmas, just like we were told we couldn't improve on the qualities of some of the midfielders there, like Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, Naby Keita, James Milner, Jordan Henderson. Once again, the people who've been laughed at, fans, are the ones that are in the right, once again. This is becoming a bit of a trend, isn't it? That the ones who are ridiculed and laughed at are the ones who are actually have the most cop on in this situation. Weird. Hey, how Klopp acts like he knows things. So, was that the rest of that comment? One sec. Hey, Klopp acts like he knows nothing. It's BS. Oh, it is. And I won't tell you some of the stuff I was sent today because it would probably put the frighteners up you about Klopp's tenure at the club. But it is an absolute disgrace that we are here. An absolute disgrace. Dan, welcome to Anfield Agenda FC, my man. Uh, right, I'm going to read some of your comments. Jack said, does anybody know how to get in the Discord? If you are an Anfield Agenda FC Ultra member, and I can't see which membership you have, Jack, you'll see it on the community tab, or the membership tab, excuse me, of the Anfield Agenda uh, YouTube channel page. The link will be there, buddy. Uh, I saw that from Joyce as a dig to the scouts, not the Twitter scouts. Well, most people that I've spoken to saw it as a dig the other way. But regardless, either way, it doesn't help us sign a player. Um, Michael Coulson said, We now have to do, to have a big end to this window. No more excuses or it's FSG out. It should be FSG out now. Because what we're starting to see again is Shuameni, Valverde. Shuameni, Valverde. Look, we've already tried and failed to get Shuameni. Madrid don't need to sell, at least not now. They may need to sell at the end of next season when they have to buy Mbappe, but right now they've another free roll for a season with the players they have because they've done their business. They've rebuilt their midfield with Camavinga, with Shuameni, with um, who's the other? With Jude Bellingham. I was going to say, who's the other dude? Like I forgot about Jude Bellingham. And we're sitting around with our knobs in our hands, just uh, looking like mugs again. Michael Edwards at FSGO. Damn right, FSGO, because it's a joke. It's an absolute joke. I'm trying not to get myself in trouble, but once I seen the phrase, Liverpool may now look at Tyler Adams, my heart sank. Now, thankfully, thankfully, Bournemouth have just agreed a fee for Tyler Adams, and they're going to trigger his release calls. So we don't need to worry about that, thankfully. But Bournemouth have spent more money than us in this window. Oh yes, you've heard me right. Liverpool once again are trailing behind the likes of Bournemouth in the transfer window net spend. Bournemouth. And they've just made another signing, or are just about to. They will have spent over £120 million net. And us, one of the biggest clubs in world football, well, you know, £40 million. That's where we're at net, 40 to £43 million because of our owners. Because of our absent 
owners. So let me ask a question. What did John W. Henry fly in for yesterday? What was the purpose of this visit? Because it wasn't to conclude anything. It wasn't to show Todd Bowley that we mean business. It was to once again let us look like an absolute joke in the transfer window. We're going to be ridiculed and rinsed. And he won't have to live with it because he's in Boston. He's still rich. He doesn't give a fuck. But you or I, we're the ones that live and breathe this. That sit here every day. That have to listen to fans from opposition clubs rightly laughing at us. Let me put that out there. I've got no problem with United fans, Chelsea fans, Spurs fans having a pop at us now. I do the very same in their position. That's what fandom is about. But these people are supposed to be custodians of a football club that they want to win. Where's the plan? Who's responsible? Are we going to see anybody thrown under the bus for this? Because it isn't good enough. You cannot act this way and run our football club like it's a two-bit French second division team. It's a joke. What about FFP? I'll get on to that in a minute because I've got some statistics ready today. Uh, lots of blame flying about, which is obviously very fair, but I want to think that Klopp looks pissed off, as we all do. Never seen him so down. But you know what, Dan? He has a mouth, mate. I love Klopp. You love Klopp. We all love Klopp. But he has a mouth. And Klopp can very quickly come out and say, this is not good enough. We need these signings. You don't get pity for trying in a bid for Caicedo when it was clear he didn't want us. You just uh, look foolish for even making the play. Because not only did we lose out on him, by the looks of it, we've lost out on Lavia. It's, it's honestly, it's embarrassing. I don't know any other top-level club that has to put up with the amount of false dawns that we've had to under these owners. False promises. Under-promise and over-deliver, John. That was the wording. You have failed, sir. Once again, failed. Todd Bowley was laughing at you yesterday. You can't penny-pinch in a league where every team is dough and is splashing it about, said James. I thought there was no money for Casado, sir. Mate, you know what? I'm not even going to laugh at you about that. Because... You're happy you've got players. And I'm happy for you that you're happy you got players. I'm not here to have beef with Chelsea fans or anybody else. I'm here to hold my own club accountable for their failures. So, look, my honest opinion, mate, is that I think this will cause you pain down the line long term. Especially if you qualify for Europe in the next few seasons. And I think there will be some darker days ahead. But that being said, at least your owner's fucking trying. At least Bowley's out there trying to put together a team that he thinks can win something. Well, we're sitting around hearing journalists now moaning about the fact that Liverpool aren't pulling the trigger too early for these deals. So the fact that Enzo could be gotten for ten million a year before, or that um, Caicedo could have been gotten for four and a half million, and talking about the days where Liverpool used to get these things done. No, we didn't. The only player I can think of that we got without any other club coming in and giving him a platform first, really, was by Cechic. After that, you could say Robertson, but he was at Hull. 
So when was this period where Liverpool went out there and got these players? Because what I know for a fact is we could have had Virgil van Dijk for £12 million when he was at Celtic. But Rodgers didn't think he was up to it. McAllister told him, look at this guy van Dijk. Rodgers said no. We end up paying £75 million. So again, the reinventing of the wheel here is just more bullshit. Liverpool have been a club that have tried to buy on the cheap, tried to be more clever than other people, and tried to turn these guys into superstars. And that works some of the time, and it's great when it does. But we know the market has changed. We know football's landscape has changed. Have you seen the numbers involved in Neymar's deal? That he's got the, the perks he's going to get when he goes to Saudi? If you haven't, bear with me while I read them for you. Because uh, they're quite embarrassing. So Neymar will move to Al-Halal and he will have a private plane at his disposal. He will have a huge house with staff. He will have €80,000 bonus for every game Al-Halal win. And here's the kicker. He will make half a million euro for every post or story he puts on social media that promotes Saudi Arabia. That's coming in from football transfers on Twitter. That is sports washing at its very finest. Half a million for every post. So there's another reason for me to despise Neymar. So the secret scout has said, Liverpool have made inquiries about Arlene Schumeni and Federico Valverde. Real Madrid midfielders are of serious interest to Liverpool. Spanish club likely to make one available. You know what's going to happen, right? We know how this plays out. We get rinsed in the media for the next week about how Liverpool are trying to get these guys in from Real Madrid. Then it'll go to the end of the window. We'll fail and we'll get the we tried all over again. We'll get Klopp coming out with some nonsense about no availability because he started it yesterday. You've seen Jurgen Klopp get a little bit creative with the fact that everybody in the world's looking for a defensive midfielder. Well, Chelsea have bought three. Three in the past week. Yet we couldn't sign one in the 18 months we've had to plan. And with a stray face, the manager looks down the camera and says this. We are once again being taken for idiots. The owners knew 12 months ago we needed players, said Matthew. Yes. Some of us knew longer than that, sir. You guys again would have been saying all last year, we need midfielder, we need midfielder, we need midfielder. Nothing happening. David Ornstein has said, Liverpool want Arley and Schumeni, but Real Madrid see the midfielder as a key player. They would not consider his departure. So what the fuck are we wasting our time for, you dumb fuck? And by that, that's aimed at whoever's in charge of our recruitment, not David Ornstein. We know Schumeni doesn't want to come to Liverpool. I don't need Ornstein to tell me that. We knew that a year ago. Nothing has changed, only for he's now liking posts on social media saying that he doesn't want to go to Liverpool. And you know what else? Apparently Fabio Carvalho's having a great L time laughing at Liverpool and liking posts about us missing out on players and Lavia choosing Chelsea. If I'm Liverpool, I'm going to take that fucker back from RB Leipzig and stick him in the under 21s for a season to show him that there's professionalism required. But we won't have the balls to do that because, well... We'd rather be laughed at by opposition clubs. Um, this coming from Paul Joyce said, 
The trouble with bidding 111 million for Caicedo and being unable to close the deal means Liverpool's search for value is much harder, especially as the clubs now know that we're desperate to fill that position. Liverpool have been encouraged by Caicedo's camp to agree a 111 million pound deal, but it quickly became apparent that they were being used. Let me say that again. Liverpool had been encouraged by Caicedo's camp to agree a £111 million deal with Brighton, but it quickly became apparent that they had been used. So we're being outwitted now. The cleverest people in the room are being outwitted by agents again. What is it going to take for us to realise that we are a laughing stock in the transfer market? It's not fucking hard to trigger a release clause. You don't get any bonus points for finding McAllister's release clause and Sobitzlai's release clause. When it actually comes to doing the negotiating in this window right now, what are we doing? We've triggered two release clauses. Again, who's responsible? Dunny, welcome to Anfield Agenda FC. Uh, Noah Pollard said, Carvalho is a problem child. So on that, mate, right? Why did we sign him? I think that's a question a lot of us have asked. The kid has talent. There's no doubt in that. But, you know, we've been told long and hard about how much Jurgen Klopp looks into a player's personality, his family life, what type of character he is. And we've been told that Liverpool run the rule over transfers for two, three, four, five years, leaving no stone unturned. And yet we signed a kid that we clearly had no idea where to play him. And then obviously turns out that he's getting a bit snotty. We loan him out to Leipzig and now he's laughing at us. Is there anybody at our club who actually takes responsibility for the jobs they're in? Because rather than laughing at us fans who would do a better job in this, get active, do something. So you telling people from Richel's a Chelsea fan, he is a Chelsea fan. I don't need to tell you that. He's posted at games. So again, mate, that's a fact. So if you want to have a, a pop about that, have a pop at me about lots of stuff, mate. But the world and his dog knows he's a Chelsea fan. He posted at a game, blue is the colour. It's not hard to figure that out. Klopp must be absolutely fuming behind. Do you know what? I'm going to ask a first poll of the night here. And the simple one's going to be, who's to blame? Excuse me, I didn't want to sneeze down the uh, camera, or mic, sorry. Right, first question of the night, who's to blame for this? Is it FSG only, or FSG and Klopp? That's the first poll of the night, so you guys have your say. Um... Paul Joyce went on to say there are other options out there. Crystal Palace has checked the core. Andrea Fluminense, Fiorentina's Sophie and Amrabat, and many, many others. Uh, founded by some amateur scouts on Twitter. But same thing, same question. Andre, again, 
has been available for two different prices all window. What have we done? Decore has been available all window. What have we done? These things are clear. So again, I'm going to ask, who's responsible? And how has it gotten to this point? You've had one job to rebuild that midfield. One job. You've had 18 months of preparation. And we failed. Again. We've been made to look like a laughing stock. Again. We walked away from Bellingham before he'd even made up his fucking mind over money. And then you go in and, and spunk a 111 million offer for a player that never wanted to come? I mean, for the love of God, who's running this club? Uh, Keen said, and thank you for your super chat, Keen. He said, hi, Craig, from a Chelsea fan. I know you don't like Bowley. On a serious note, is that a jealousy or is there another reason? Because I love the man. It's very... Look, um, so what? Let me be blunt about it. I don't like him because I do. I view what he's doing as unsustainable. I don't have any personal beef with Todd Bowley, of course. I don't know the man. But I feel like he's exploited loopholes. And that's okay. I'm, bear with me. But I do feel like there's going to be pain for Chelsea fans down the line, mate. I feel like there is the risk-reward ratio here isn't right. Because these players that I've mentioned before, but that are on six, seven, eight, nine-year contracts, most of these are relatively young players. And if they decide that they're unhappy and they kick up a fuss, or the club decide that they want to bring in a few new shiny players, because the way it's set up now, Keane, from my understanding, is that Chelsea are front-loaded with a load of signings that means over the next few years, particularly if you qualify for Europe, it's going to be far, far harder for you to get within the FFP rules. So, Chelsea are front-loaded, and that's okay. But I can't see Todd Bowley as being the type of man who is going to stick with this squad like the plan is for the next four, five, six years without reinforcing it too much. And that's when I honestly think, Keane, that there's going to be trouble for Chelsea fans and that... This will come back in a big way. And the reason I'm saying this, Keane, is not to say, oh, we're better than Chelsea or anything like that, mate. Honestly, it's because I don't like seeing football clubs getting into trouble. I don't like seeing football clubs potentially go to the wall. Because all that ever happens, Keane, is you and I and all the other normal fans suffer. The billionaires, the football players, the uh, higher-ups at the clubs, they all walk away with money. But you and I and all the rest of the football fans are left to pick up the pieces. And I truly don't think that what he's doing is sustainable. That's my honest opinion on Akeem. It's, it's no belittling to uh, to Todd Bowley or because I like, have a, an agenda against them. Um, sorry, I'm still playing catch up here, guys. My apologies. So was that, where was that comment? Right, I read Keynes. I'm going back through to make sure I don't miss any super chats because I very much appreciate your time. Uh, just even said, excuse me, Jude even said money isn't important, said Cap a lot. Look, to hear that Jude, and I knew this at the time, but of course people don't believe me. I knew that Bellingham had made his mind up when Liverpool walked away. Anybody inside this little ecosystem knew that. But the club walked away because they said they couldn't put all that money into one player. That's okay if it works out. 
but it clearly hasn't worked out at the minute. You haven't spoken a word wrong, a wrong word, excuse me, said Vikas, this whole summer. We need to unite together as fans and drag these owners out. Um, collab with, I don't know who JRTV is, and I'm, I'm, since, I'm not trying to be a smart arse, I don't know who it is, and this is football. Do you mean that's football? Um, look, I'm all for fans coming together, mate. No problem. And I'm all for pushing aside my own issues with people for fans to come together. Because truly, that's what I want to happen. What's going on right now is... It's a dereliction of duty, really. You know, we failed last season to get into the Champions League because of a lack of squad depth. And whatever way... FSG or some FSG friendly journalists or some FSG friendly outlets want to try and spin this. The fact of the matter are this. We brought in two players and moved on eight. That's not strengthening squad depth. Trying to spin it to say young players will save us money is just more bullshit. Sometimes you've just got to pay what it takes. And our owners have never been willing to do that without first bringing in money. And it's wrong. How can... And again, I'm using Chelsea as an example because apparently what Chelsea are doing falls within FFP remit. In other words, they wouldn't be able to do this. So if we're taking that for gospel, how is it that they can spend that money and John W. Henry can look at us with a straight face and tell us that we can only afford 40 or 50 million net spend each window? It, it doesn't add up. Do you think John knew he didn't want to sign that's a really good question, Gary, and honestly, I don't know the answer to it. I don't know if they if he did or didn't, but I do feel like the club wouldn't have bid without an indication that the player was willing to go. But then again, who was that indication from? How strong was it? Hard to know. Uh, Chris said, need too many, it's a no-brainer. Chris, I can't say this clearly enough, mate. He doesn't want to come to Liverpool. And I'm not just making that up. The dude's been spending the summer liking posts on Twitter saying that he's staying at Real Madrid. That he wants to stay and fight for his place. And that's okay. He's absolutely within his rights to do that. He's got a dream move to a club he's always wanted to play for. And I wish the dude nothing but the best. I'm not bitter about that at all. Players have dream moves and I'm happy for them if they get them. Because I was a kid growing up that had a dream of playing football at a high level. You guys were probably the same. So I absolutely believe that a young Shuameni dreamt about playing in the Bernabeu. Of course. And he got his move and I wish him nothing but success with it. But us tickling his balls when we know he doesn't want to come is just a distraction. It's an embarrassment. Capalot uh, Lucas said, I hate Todd at least tries. Yeah. You know, it's a fair argument to say people trying to win stuff should be applauded. You, you do have to look at the sustainability of it, but God, I'd love to see our owners come out and do something like that. Have a window where we could spend 300 million net to try and build a squad capable of winning the league. Because Arsenal have done it. Chelsea are trying to do it. We're being mugged off again by FSG. And some people are going to thank them. We need Michael Edwards back. He was a vital piece at Kieran Mullen. It's, it's a really good question that Jamie Carragher asks about the structure and who's responsible for it and who's in charge. Because 
as he said, three sporting directors in 18 months is not a good look. And just to be blunt about this again, it doesn't take a genius to trigger a release clause. The only thing you have to do then is either lodge all the money or find a structure that the club will take for that set amount. And that's all we've done this summer, is trigger two release clauses. Doesn't take a fucking genius to negotiate that. That's the truth of it. Whichever way it's spun. Sobosley had a release clause, we triggered it. McAllister had a release clause, we triggered it. Yes, the players have to want to make the move. But ultimately, what has the recruitment team done? Not very much. Uh, Maddie said, I'm FSGO, but I'm thinking the money is there and it's been there all summer. Whoever was responsible for over 4 million for Lavia needs to be sacked. That 4 million nearly turned into 14 million, mate. Because the reports from Sky today were that Liverpool had agreed a 60 million pound fee with uh, Southampton. Now, that's apparently bullshit. And I'm going to read it out to you because I have it here on my phone. It said, Liverpool agrees £60 million transfer deal with Southampton for midfielder also wanted by Chelsea. Romeo Lavia has been chased by Liverpool and Chelsea. Red strike deal thought to be worth £60 million, but Blues were close to an agreement with Southampton at the end of last week. Chelsea in for Lavia despite beating Liverpool to the signing of Caicedo. Nobody else seems to have that story. Not one journalist outside of Sky have come up with that. And Paul Joyce has said Liverpool are denying that that bid went in. So that makes me actually a little bit more comfortable, by the way, that we walked away. Because the reason we were given for Liverpool walking away was that they simply didn't value the player uh, anything over 46 million. And I know people say 4 million. Okay, fair enough. But I'm glad we didn't pay 14 million more to get a player who... We didn't value a 46. That would have looked worse, in my opinion. Publicly, at least. Uh, Amrabat would also be good at Liverpool. I, I don't know if Amrabat wants to come to Liverpool. I, you know, we've heard before that he wanted moves to Atletico. He wanted moves elsewhere. He's been very strongly linked with Manchester United, of course, as well. Uh, Kevin, thank you Kevin Matthews, said if FSG do not spend a minimum of 150 million in the next weeks with lasting damage to the club and the fans, most importantly the team psychological will be immense we can't afford to waste another season guys, last year however the club want to spin it my belief was that they were almost happy to write a year off because they didn't have to spend the money they were in with a fighting chance of getting Champions League football and again they rolled that dice and failed. So for it to happen this summer is inexcusable. In any other business, if you guys work for a supermarket or you work in a factory or you work in a solicitor's office or whatever, people are responsible for their failures and they're dealt with. Who shit the bed here? It's not befitting of a football club the size of Liverpool to go out and nickel and dime. To go with the smallest squad registered in the Premier League. The smallest squad. Let that sink in. The fifth most valuable sports team in the world, or at least the fifth most valuable football club in the world, has the smallest squad in the Premier League. And 18 other clubs have spent, or signed, excuse me, more players than us in a fucking rebuild. 
in a rebuild. Someone explain why some Liverpool fans are blaming Klopp. Because he's part of the problem. Once you're on that transfer committee, and he is, he has to take some of the responsibility. Now, of course, Klopp will say it's the owners who ultimately sign the checks and he gives his insight. But somebody needs to be held accountable. Is it Schmadka? Is it Billy Hogan? Is it Jurgen Klopp? Is it FSG? Or is it all of the above? Right now, we've asked, and we've had over 4,500 votes. Who's to blame for this? FSG only, or FSG and Jurgen Klopp? And you guys, so far, I'm going to leave it go over 5,000 votes so we can, you know, get a good feeling. 54% reckon that it's FSG and Jurgen. That's the blame. And I appreciate and I applaud your honesty because I think that's the right answer. And that doesn't mean that you don't want Klopp to be manager. Of course we do. We love the man. But he isn't infallible. I've said that many times. So that's why Jurgen Klopp, my friend, is partially responsible. Because he's part of this transfer committee. He's part of the the people that laugh at us and tell us we're like fans who want a Ferrari at Christmas. Like we can't improve on Oxlade-Chamberlain or Keita or the attributes of the midfielders that were at the club. These are all lines that he's trotted out. We should go for Thuram and Kone again. Good. We need to do something because look, another day has gone by. Remember, this process for Caicedo started Thursday. And here we are on Monday. And we've lost him. We've lost Lavia. Tyler Adams is now going to sign for Bournemouth. The options are running out. The prices are going to get higher. Other clubs are going to hold us to ransom because they're going to have to replace these players. Whatever way you look at it, it's a whole fuck-up. A collective clusterfuck. Fair answer, mate. Hopefully Bowley knows what he's doing and carry on handing Liverpool L's. I appreciate the banter, Keane. And look, I'm not here to run down other clubs, mate. My only focus is Liverpool. But sometimes I do look bigger picture. And sometimes I do try to just genuinely ask who's looking out for the sport here. I don't think... I don't know how we save this window now. Because anything that we do is going to look reactionary at this point. It was very clear there's been no plan. It's obvious. They can lie to us. They can, you know, manipulate the media into whatever angle they want. But there hasn't been a plan. It's apparent. I don't get why every player is picking Chelsea over us when we're better than Chelsea. Just getting ridiculous now. Don't you think we need too many? Yeah, we need them, but he's not going to come. So it's like, I need Mila Kunis to hum my balls, but it isn't going to happen. Do you know? So, yeah, we need a lot of stuff, bud. And I'm not having a pop at you, Nathan, because it's nothing to do with you, my, my friend. But, again... We are midway through August after an 18-month planning period and seven weeks of the window, eight weeks of the window, and this is where we are. Uh, What do I think about Sangar? That he's not good enough, is what I think about Sangar. And if he was good enough, 
we we should have been in for the start of the window to get him. Like, remember, let's rewind back here a little bit, by the way. Ugarte went to PSG at the start of this window when he was clearly available. Remember that. Don't let that pass you by because these things get glossed over. Ugarte was available. We did nothing. He went to PSG. Caicedo was available all summer. We did nothing. He went to Chelsea. Lavi was available all summer. We failed to agree a fee. He's going to Chelsea. Do you see the pattern here? Um, and to answer your first question, which was, why are people choosing Chelsea over Liverpool? It could be. Some people want to live in London. That's obviously um, a potential. Now, with regards to Caicedo, I believe Liverpool were offering him about 130000 a week. Chelsea were offering him 250000 a week. And for a player who was apparently only on about twelve grand at Brighton, you can see a life-changing amount of money there and two hundred and fifty grand a week for eight years with an option of a ninth. So, uh, Craig, the people big up in Chelsea right now need to just so they can laugh at Liverpool. Won't be laughing when every player's value is shot sky high. It isn't good for the sport, bud. I've said this for a long time, but I just get called salty or told that this is where it is now or this is how it is now. It's not going to stop because Saudi's not going to go away. The likes of Todd Bowley's going to keep finding ways to spend money and we're going to be left behind. But some people are happy with that, apparently. I, I, I'm, I'm lost, mate. I'm really lost as to what the plan is. That's not what I meant. I said if we go to Madrid and offer 80, but the player doesn't want to go. You're not listening to me. We can offer Madrid all we want, but we can't stick the dude in a boot and drive him to Liverpool. Shulmany got his dream move. He doesn't want to leave. We can't make it happen, my man. I'm with you. I love him. He'd be a great player. Klopp loves him as well, Nathan. But he's made it clear he doesn't want to come. Think about it from his perspective right now. He's playing for Real Madrid, who are in the Champions League with a good chance of winning it are in the Spanish league with a good chance of winning it. He's in a cosmopolitan city with the sun shining and he has his dream move. Imagine the conversations it would take to convince him to come play the Europa League in Liverpool now. That's that's my point, really. We should try to get Florentino Luis and Inacio. We, yes, and we should have tried to do that on Friday, Rabadan. But here we are, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. All the bullshit about, oh, John W. Henry's flying in. Woo, big old John's flying in. What is he flying in for? Did he fly in to have a cry to the Premier League? Because he didn't fly in to take any action by the looks of it. I missed the super chat. I'm going to read out now. Apologies. Uh, thank you for the stream, Craig. I was fuming all day. Got bullied by so-called real fans. Top Reds for demanding better from the club I love and adore. I'm literally done. Uh, thank you, Nessie. And I'm sorry that you are ridiculed. Uh, it, it, that's the world we're in. And that's why... Can I just... Can I...
I'm going to say something now that I don't mean to sound arrogant. I don't. I mean to show the tide is turning. So yesterday Liverpool played, as you know, and we did a watch-along. And in this watch-along, we went up against some big hitters yesterday. We went up against that football. We went up against the kickoff. We went up against Redmen. We went up against the club. Um, and that football won because... Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The big channel, fair play. We trounced everybody else. Trounced them. Why do you think that is? Because it's not because of my fucking devilish good looks. It's because people want a place to feel like they're listened to. Fans want their opinions to be heard. They want to have civilised conversations with other football fans without feeling like they're going to be belittled, laughed at or ridiculed. It isn't rocket science. There's a reason why Anfield Agenda's community is growing. And it isn't me. I keep telling you this. It's you. You guys are the reason this channel is going to be a success. And we owe you for that. Because you're amazing. So to all of you. If you've had the day like a friend had there. Sincerely I'm sorry for you. But you will always have a home here. And a place to have your say. And you'll always be respected. We might not always agree. I'm a hothead. I might say some stupid shit. But your opinion matters to me. Because I know what it feels like to feel on the outside. I know what it feels like to feel like you're not one of the match-going, everyday type of fans. I know what that ridicule feels like. And it drives me on every fucking day to give you a voice. To give people around the world a voice. Doesn't matter to me if you're in Timbuktu, Australia, New Zealand. America, Canada, doesn't matter. You're welcome here. And thank you for your support. And thank you for your ideas and your time. Arnold, appreciate you, bud. Thank you for the super chat. Please organise a protest at Anfield. It's it's going to take more than that. Like, the, the protesty stuff is over. The best idea that I've heard, and it's such a simple one, is just change your profile picture. If you want to rob Erwin on Anfield Agenda, go ahead. Go on to Anfield Agenda's Twitter account. Grab our profile picture of FSG out and work away. But that's what we're going to have to do. We're going to have to speak loudly. We can't have any other impact. We can talk with our wallets. We can talk with our, our presence on social media. Klopp under pressure for a job if it starts bad, said Jaden. Yes, that's a fair point, mate, because we said last year, Jurgen Klopp had enough credit in the bank. 
he had enough credit in the bank to to get a bad season. And I stand over that. So the man's a legend. But you get one. And that was it. Now it's time to put it right. And all I've said all summer has been a simple thing. We did not, as a football club, give ourselves the best opportunity to start this season well. We just didn't do it. We went in the start of the window, made two brilliant signings, and then sat back and allowed the rest of the league to catch up and push on. And that's inexcusable. I see Calvin Phillips incoming. Put it this way, Armagh Red. If you were Manchester City right now, would you sell us Calvin Phillips? Now that's before the injury-prone conversation and, and that. You wouldn't, right? Because if I'm Manchester City right now and I'm there bored and I see what's going on with Liverpool, I'm toasting a whiskey in my office, sitting there going, yeah, let them. We have to look out for ourselves. And our owners are responsible for that. Uh, Paul, thank you so much. Paul Suksi has gifted 10 Anfield Agenda memberships. And I'm sure that those memberships will be greatly appreciated, mate. Um, Kieran Mullen upgraded his membership to Anfield Agenda Ultras. Much love, Paul. Thank you. Liverpool can spend the same as Chelsea and City just without... Our revenue, the issues is our owners being tight. They need to go or they need to start bidding for players they actually want to come, said Nathan Allen. Sounds simple, Nathan, doesn't it, bud? <laughs> You're right, though. Do you know what I mean? You need to go out there and get players that want to come play for Liverpool because we are still Liverpool Football Club. We are still an attractive proposition. And we aren't that far away. Like, if you know, Alexis McAllister is being criminally wasted playing in number six because he's so good at pressing, uh, evading a press himself, at finding a yard of space, and picking a pass, and having a pop. So the idea of having Alexis McAllister and Dominic Sobitzlai as our two attacking midfield players, oh my God, that's good. But it's no good without the shield behind. It's no good without the defending, um, ball-breaking, physical, just thug, that we need a defensive midfield position to provide that shield for the defenders. All of that stuff's great. But it's like having a, a pretty looking car with a shit engine. In a crazy world that we don't sign the developed CDM. By Chechic better get playing time instead of trying McAllister and Jones. The only problem there. And I think he will my friend. Um, who was it? MD, MDI Baji. I think he will. It's just that he hasn't been fit yet. He's um, himself and Thiago are trailing the lads a little bit. They're, they are working to get back, but they're not there just yet. Right, let's see what the poll is doing. Right, we've gone over 5,000 votes. We're going to end the poll. What will be the next poll that you guys would like to vote on or like to see your fellow fans' opinions on? Um, there was another one that I missed earlier on as well, apparently, before the stream started. Uh, JC Galvanil. Thank you, bud. You gifted some as well. And, oh my God, I've just noticed this as well. We've hit 196,000 family members. So thank you for that. Wow, that's mental. Uh, it's a shambles, Craig, said Rob. I don't think it's Klopp, FSG or similar to the Glazers. Do you think that Liverpool FC are primary concern? No, I don't. Not at all. And they've said this themselves, mate. 
you know, I can't remember what the lady's name was, but somebody who was an executive at FSG said they're in expansion mode and that they they want to add other clubs to their to their uh, portfolio. Doesn't really sound like the the type of owners who uh, want success at Liverpool, does it? It just sounds like they want to build up their portfolio of sports clubs. And we should be nobody's second best. Uh, Lewis Brazier said, Surely now we need to get Czech Decore or Florentino Luis. Uh, Callum said, Craig, do you realistic to see Liverpool signing anyone this week? Love the content and keep up the great work. Thank you, Callum. Um, this week, Monday, just hope so, Callum, wouldn't you? But I'm just still angry that we're, we're at the point where Friday morning we knew Casado didn't want to come and we're still here talking about it as he signs for Chelsea today with no action from our owners. None. That's that's the part, man, that's inexcusable. It's all right missing out on players. It happens. It happens to anyone. I, I've never, never sincerely had a problem with a player wanting to go and play for another club if he genuinely wants to do that. That's okay. But what I do have a problem with is us once again failing. Adam, thank you for your super chat, mate. Didn't put a comment in, but appreciate it. Florentino Luis bio clause poll. Uh, it's 120 million. Um, that's the bio clause. I think 70 might get it done, to be honest. 70 million pound, but will Liverpool pay that much money? Barella, Barella, Barella. Look, there is one name we haven't discussed. It's going to be a little bit tetchy, but bear with me. Polina. I know what you're going to say. You're going to tell me he's injured. And you're right. But apparently he's not as badly injured as we thought. A post was shared in our Discord group from a Fulham website that said that he's close to getting back to working on the training pitch. He's close to getting back to being almost available for selection. Now the downside to Polina is I think he's either 27 or 28 and Fulham are going to look for a lot of money. Because they know the position we're in. The same way they knew the position West Ham was in. But if you just want the right player. That's the one. He is Fabinho on steroids. But he's 27 or 28. And going to cost a lot of money. Similar to Barella. Barella be somebody we'd all love. But he's still going to be a lot of money. And our owners haven't, haven't really invested highly in players that are in their peak. Uh, okay, two things here. JC Galvin Hill, thank you for the super chat, bud. So we need a left centre back, two defensive midfielders, and a right back. Um, but right now I'd settle for two DMs. So what I'd like to see a six and an eight brought in. So let's say, for argument's sake, Polina and Thuram, just as place fillers for names, and then a left sided centre back. And you know what? Even at that, that's bare bones. That's basic bitch levels of squad building. I think FSG and the club going forward need to respond by getting a few more players in. Like you say, we're not that far away with McAllister and like and Shine. Oh, James, 100% bud. And Jones and Elliot as well, very bright. Ben Doak, very bright. By Chechich, very bright. Bradley, very bright. So there's a lot to work with there. But again, eight out, two in. Whichever way you dress this up, our squad has been depleted by six. Valverde, 
Valverde, of the players mentioned from Real Madrid, by the way, I think Valverde is the one that we would have the most chance to get. I, I don't know his stance on wanting to come to Liverpool. I don't. But from what I've read on forums, from what I've been able to garner from journalists around Madrid, I think he'd be more preferable for Madrid to sell than many. But again, we're, we're talking about another stab in the dark here. Again, people talking about Kimmich. He doesn't want to leave Bayern. And that's his words. So I know people, are, I'm scrolling through the comments here about Polina. And of course, a lot of people are rightly pointing out that he's old. Like he's 27, 28. But sometimes you've just got to do that, right? Look what the likes of look at United when they brought in Van Persie or Berbatov. Sometimes you just need that player who's ready now. And yeah, sometimes you might have to pay more and get no money back from it. But how much is qualifying for the Champions League or potentially doing well in the league worth? So my argument would be pay for Polina and let Bicetis develop. And yet, you might not get any money for Polina in three, four, or five years. You might get lucky and sell him to Saudi for some money. I don't know. But that's that would be what I would do. Because my concern would be about Liverpool winning now. Not Liverpool building to win in two or three years when Klopp's gone. Florentino Luis is the one, Craig. Really is a big one. Valverde, not the type of lads we need. Come on. Uh, Whitehammer, I'm with you. I'd love Florentino Luis as well. No problem with that, buddy. I'm right behind you on that one. Uh, Russian Honey Badger 38 said, Trigger Florentino Luis clause right now. I'm fuming. When we do need business properly and quickly, FSG need to piss off. Klopp needs to speak out. Pathetic. Again, mate, I do not disagree with you. Uh, Guillermo, how are you, sir? Said, I'm embarrassed as a Liverpool fan. Long season ahead. Bare minimum is go after Florentino Luis and Sangar. That will give us no homegrown. That will give us no homegrown maximum. Dude, I tell you what. I'd sign up for what you've you've pitched right there, Guillaume. That that would be that would be something I get on board with. Florentino Luis and Sangar. Perfection. No 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 notes, mate. I'd be more than happy to go with you on that one. Yeah. Do you know what? The more I sit here and think about it, mate, the more I'm on board with it. FSG net spend since taking over is 456 million, averaging 32 million a season. Todd Bowley has spent 100 million in net since last year. Well, I'm going to talk you through all of those numbers right now because I have them on my phone, so bear with me. Let's look into the transfer numbers, right? So this is what, and again, just to bring up Chelsea because it's in the conversation from MLG and thank you for the super chat. This is what Todd Bowley has spent in a year. 887.6 million before Lavia. Before Lavia. So if they get Lavia in, that's over 900 million pound in a year. Now, They've brought in 232.3 million this window in sales from Kai Havertz, Mason Mount, Mateo Kovacic, Christian Pulisic, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, Kaladu Koulibaly, Edward Mendy and Ethan Ampadu. Now, here's the net spend and the numbers for this window so far. 
At the top of the table, with a net spend in this window of £171.7 million, is Arsenal. Manchester United, the club that had no money at the start of the window, remember, have spent £151 million net, and they will probably add to that, albeit they may sell a player or two as well. Newcastle have spent a net spend of £126 million. Villa, £97 million net spend. Here's the kicker. Bournemouth. Fucking Bournemouth. Whose stadium is about as big as my back garden. Have spent £93 million net. And that's before Tyler Adams. So that's going to rise. And then comes Liverpool. Albeit I'd argue with Sky's numbers on Liverpool. Who have apparently a £62 million net spend. In the big rebuild. With the war chest. And the 18 months of planning. That's the level we're at. It's soul destroying. What scores the United Wolves game by the way? Protest the test event tomorrow will hurt FSG. I feel like we need another poll, actually. Craig, on TalkSport, Simon Jordan twisted the Chelsea net spend numbers. I've so much I'd like to say about Mr. Simon Jordan, mate. I do. Let me say this. You're right. The numbers that he mentioned were wrong. He won't admit that because he's too arrogant to admit when he makes a mistake. He was also rinsed by Eddie Hearn in a conversation around boxing that Simon Jordan has no business being in with a man who's been in and around the sport his entire life and actually knows his onions. But for some reason, because he speaks with a posh accent and ran a football club into the ground... People seem to think that he is the be-all and end-all. And he is the spokesperson for everything. I don't particularly like Simon Jordan. I don't have anything against the man. But I think he is... I think he's not as intelligent as he likes to think he is. That's the best way I can put it. And I don't watch talk sport because I value my ears. And I wouldn't listen to the... Jeremy Kyle-esque level of fume that they look to build non-stop because of, you know, anger, passion, drives, views, clicks, and I'm, I'm just not arsed with it. I don't really give a shit what they have to say. Um, Yeah. So, not surprised if he got those numbers a bit muddled up, but do you think he'll ever fucking admit it? No. Right, I'm going to do a poll now on what the defender, the central defensive midfielder you'd like is. Excuse if I misspell any of these, by the way. 
I'm just trying to give you a few options to vote on here. One second. Uh, who else are we talking about? Right, I've given you four options and said who should Liverpool buy. Now, I don't think Shuamani's possible, but it's in the news, so i got to put it to you guys and see who you think you'd like to see Liverpool go after. Um, Vic Cash said, all this talk from Klopp and VVD, trust us and trust the owners in the club, I don't trust anyone at this point. We're a joke club run by clowns, said Mark Francis. We'll sign no one. Oh, dude. Paul, if that's the case. Oh, can you imagine? I mean, I'd genuinely be worried. If we sign nobody, I'm... I honestly don't know. I, I don't know, even know. Well, like, we're already an injury or two away from a massive crisis. Are we signing anyone, Craig? Tired of this saga? Got cool. I don't know the answer. If I knew the answer, I'd be a very wealthy man, mate. But right now... All I'm seeing is, is the clock. Days passing by and no action. Right, polls open, as I said. You've got your chance to vote away. Options, Florentino, Luis, Polina, Andre and Shuameni. Uh, David Long, sincere welcome to Anfield Agenda FC, buddy. The Corey and Thuram. Said Robert. Yeah, I'd be happy with those two, mate. Right, I'm going to do this again. I'm going to do this again because I'm going to... Yeah, okay, bear with me one second. JC Gavinil wants me to change this poll up, so sorry. Bear with me. I'm going to change it up slightly. Because I want you guys to be, you know, have your say. How do you spell decore? <laughs> One second. How the fuck do I spell decore? It's D M. Okay. Okay, I probably spelled that wrong, but we'll keep going anyway. Um, who was the other ones I had in the list? Who were the other ones I had in the list? Florentino, Luis, Decore, oh, Andre. And there's one more. Who was the other one that I had on the list? Oh, yeah, Paulinho. Right, there you go. Have your poll, have your say, I should say. Who should be signed? Florentino, Luis, Decore, Andre, or Paulinho? Good show, JC. Yeah, you were right in saying um, move one out and put one in. Uh, Amir, above all, we deserve all the bad luck this year for unceremoniously booting out a Champions League and Premier League captain without so much as a proper Anfield send-off. Embarrassing. Um, I think he did all of that himself. 
Ask yourself this, Amir. Do you think if Jordan Henderson had of, let's say, moved to Sunderland, he wouldn't have got all of the above that you've mentioned? The match at Anfield, the big farewell, the adoration of the fan base, the love and best wishes. No, mate. He sold his soul and took a money grab and put his morals in the bin. That's why Jordan Henderson left the way he did, through the back door, like the coward that he is. Because, make no mistake about it, the man's a pussy. He claimed to be an ally. He claimed to care about people who were marginalised. And then all of a sudden he didn't, because his bank balance was going to grow. And he didn't even have the courage to address the issue. He just skulked off to Saudi Arabia and... um, made his video about talking about Gerard being a big pull from over there. So for me, and I only ever speak for me, he got exactly what he deserved. Uh, David Long said, been watching for ages and your channel's been getting better and better and better. So I had to join, been speaking the most sense throughout this saga. I mean, I wish I didn't have to, David. I wish I didn't have to come on here and moan about that because I'd much rather we, we sit here and dissect yesterday's game or look ahead to the Bournemouth game or you know ask what number a new signing's going to wear. But we've been taken for mugs. Window after window, season after season, our owners are laughing. And some people are still supporting the ownership group, mate, and I don't get it. And all the people trying to trigger me in the chat with disgraceful way to treat Hendo, you don't even believe it. So what do you expect me to do? You know, I'm not going to bite on it because I know it's just bait. Let's have a look at the poll and see how it's getting on. Who should we sign? Florentino Luis, 57%. Decor, Decore. 17%, Andre, 11%, Polina, 14%. Nick Welch, welcome to Anfield Agenda FC. Nick, appreciate your support, mate. Hope you're well. Full on with you on Hendo Craig. Had a big argument with my mate, but as a queer LFC fan, seeing one of our only allies in football go to Saudi killed me. We have people in our community, mate, who are part of the LGBTQ plus community. Uh, some of them I've had the pleasure of meeting in person and discussing this issue with. And look, I wouldn't consider myself a woke person or anything like that, but I have morals. And if I say something means something to me, I wouldn't go against that and run off the other direction. But the worst part about it all for me, mate, is it's just a disappointment of the whole Henderson situation because whatever we disagree or agree on around it, our friend from Australia that sent the super chat in earlier on, he was right. He should have had everything that was spoken about. We should only ever have that conversation about Henderson from that 12 year period he was at the club. But all of that has been tainted for many people, not all, but for many people that all of that has been tainted by his actions. Uh, good news is there aren't many DMs that are ungettable for £111 million that we apparently have. Chelsea surely can't bid another £100 million. 
So I think they they look like they could get the Lavia deal over the line. Um, but after that, I mean, apart from that, how many defensive midfielders do they need? Because they've brought in the kid from France. They've now got in um, fucking Caicedo. They're about to get in Lavia. And I guess you could argue Enzo playing in that role as well. And many do they need? They don't have European football. So, like, what what baffles me about the Lavia thing is, does he think he's going to get much playing time at Chelsea? That That's the part of this I don't get. Like, Caicedo, fair enough. Um, he stayed loyal to somebody he had agreement with all summer. Fair enough. He's getting big money. Fair enough. But Lavia, as a young 19-year-old, going into that team with Enzo... Caicedo, the kid they brought in from France, and any other players that are already at Chelsea, that I I don't get. I, I don't understand his thought process there. Will we sign anyone said off the post? Yes. I, we have to. I can't even I can't even think for a second that we won't. We have to. But the honest question that we all need the answer to is how did we get here? How? I don't want Klopp being snotty about Newcastle and, and talking about the fact that they're, you know, they're going to run foul of the uh, one person in the technical area rule. Or I don't want to hear him being snotty about Chelsea's managers getting all the players they want. I don't care. I don't care, Klopp. That's Chelsea's business and Newcastle's business. Our business is the one that's being laughed at. So rather than our manager having these snidey little reactions, how about just doing something? Or calling the owners out? Or putting the L Red Sox or the, the New York Yankees hat on again? Uh, Siraj, Rumani, welcome to Anfield Agenda FC, my friend. Uh, great channel this is, uh, Gary's Toe. Thank you, Gary. Appreciate you, mate. And look, it's only because of the people in it, bud. That's what I always say. It's the community, the people in the chat that make this channel what it is. I'm just lucky to be sitting here reading comments out. And also, <laughs> what we haven't talked about tonight is the absolute criminality of not bringing in the centre-back. Klopp has been banging on about what all summer. And whatever you say about what's happened in midfield... We haven't even bid for a centre-back yet. Like, it's not like Chelsea have come in or United have come in or Arsenal have come in and pinched the centre-back we wanted. We've had all summer and free runs at the likes of Inacio, the likes of Silva from Benfica. You could make a play for Bastoni from Inter. You could have had Van de Ven who ended up at Spurs. So, again, there is no excuse that is going to wash. It's just abject failure and somebody has to be responsible because we don't want to hear another excuse we don't want to hear about what you didn't do we want to see action is anybody better than nobody at this point said brad um no no it can't just be anyone mate it can't just be a 25 million pound ryan gravenberch because they know we'll be pacified with that now. It can be a £25 million Ryan Gravenberch after a £70 million Florentino Luis. No problem. 
Could Zubamendi from Sociedad be a possibility? Heard a lot of good things about him, and right now anything would be useful. I'm going to be honest, Christopher, and say I'll put this into the comments because I don't know much about Zubamendi, mate. I haven't watched them. Um, I heard the name, but I'm not going to sit here and profess to have watched uh, him play at Sociedad. Any chance of Kimmich set off the post? Two ways to look at that. You could take it at face value that, that Kimmich wants to stay at Bayern Munich, or you could try. And again, George Schmadke was brought in to focus on that German market. So if ever there was somebody who could probably sound out the player or the club, it would be George Schmadke. So what on earth has he been doing? Uh, David Long gifted a membership as well. Thank you, David. Uh, Andrew Webb. Again, thank you, mate, for your... I don't know where all these super chats have come from this week, but thank you guys so much. Uh, I'll be surprised if Liverpool sign any more players and they lied to us about the funds for Bellingham. Oh, they absolutely did. 100%. Because we could have bought Bellingham, gone in there and gotten McAllister and Sobotsly, or maybe wouldn't have even needed Sobotsly. Let's say we bought Bellingham, McAllister and a number six. Job done. Job amazingly done. For what? What did Real Madrid pay? 100 million? 88 million, something like that for Bellingham. So 90 million for Bellingham, 38 million for McAllister, and bring in a DM for, oh, I don't know, whatever you can get one for, depending on who the player was. Let's say, even if you had gone for Kone, would have been job done, but it isn't job done. And once again, it's time for everybody to look for why and excuses. And you know what? Ultimately, though, when this window closes and we're all disenfranchised with the business, FSG won't give a fuck. They'll be still over in Boston not caring because the football club's still going to gain value. And and ultimately, that's what I've been warning about all summer. You know, I said, don't let the media PR and the guff distract you. Don't let this Caicedo thing be a distraction for us not getting anybody else in the window. It's not good enough. Uh, I want Barella and Sangar. Those two would do madness in midfield, said Booty Bandit. Bellingham wanted 400k a week. Oh, look, I get that, mate. I get that. But remember, while we're talking about the big wages, we freed up about a million quid a week in wages. So I get that he wanted big money, but he also would have been a player for the next six, seven, eight, nine years. Um, and we've cleared a lot of money off the wage bill. Marcos Lorente from Atletico is what Stanislav has said. Let's have a look at the poll. Um, who should we sign? Florentino Luis. I'm going to finish up in 15 minutes, by the way, guys. So I'm going to finish up at 10 tonight. Uh, so keep your comments coming in. Florentino Luis is leading so far with 55% of the vote. Decore on 16, Paulinho on 17, Andre on 12. Is Sophie and Amrabat available? Yes, but maybe not for much longer, Calvin. Because United, I think, are trying to get him in. I think United may need to sort out the futures of Maguire, McTominay or one or two others. But they look like they're going to look at him. Lucas Paqueta is completely the wrong type of player, mate. 
He's uh, somebody who's going to go to Man City, maybe, but also somebody who, if we hadn't have bought Sobitzloy, you could probably make an argument for, albeit I'd still have picked Sobitzloy. Who do you want Liverpool to sign this summer? Right now, Nicola, I think Polina's the smart bet. You're not going to agree with me, and that's okay. The club won't agree with me because he'll have no sell-on. But if you want somebody to come into that midfield right now and compliment McAllister and Sobitzloy and allow Stefan Bocetic to develop at his own pace, I would say Polina's the answer. After that, Florentino Luis. Uh, Ryan O'Driscoll, welcome into Anfield Agenda FC, mate. Um, if we get no one, Klopp, and Klopp talks about other clubs spending and the owner's shown 100 mil and won't be willing to spend it. Uh, Klopp's protecting the owners. They have 100 mil to spend, so they can't give us excuses. Well, yeah, I'm with you on that, Nathan. They've clearly shown us that there's 111 million pound that they're willing to spend and they better spend it. So... On the stuff around... I'm going to read this out of my Discord group. One second. Because I know people are going on about Polina being injured. But bear with me. Where is it? Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Somebody put this in our Discord group. I'm trying to scroll back to find it. I think it was Andy. I can't find it here now. There was a report on one of the Fulham websites that said that um, Paulinha is getting close to being back and wasn't going to be available for the weekend but could be available soon. So, yes, he's injured but not as badly as we think. And I can't find this feckin' post. Yeah, sorry, I can't find that post in Discord. Apologies. 111 million was just talk full of BS if it was Paul fuck me mate if it was like that is yeah that's low if it was from them I, I, we may never know mate we may never know Steve Rolls welcome in buddy to Anfield Agenda Ultras appreciate your support and don't forget if you want to join our Discord group Steve you are uh, fully entitled to do so now as an Ultra member don't forget check out the, the uh, membership tab of the Anfield Agenda YouTube channel if we don't sign anyone or fail to get any of Klopp's targets, he surely would potentially walk FSG out, said Ryan O'Driscoll. FSG out. Uh, mate, I've been... I've been FSG out since uh, Super League. No, someone's saying WhatsApp. Okay, here we go. So, this was written on Fulham's website by... Um, well, it doesn't matter who it was written by. It's on Fulham's website. So it says, Fulham could be light in central midfield for a season opener at Goodison Park on Saturday. In his pre-match press conference, Marco Silva revealed that Joe Polina is yet to fully recover from the shoulder injury he suffered in the early stages of the summer series. 
Zhao is out, our head coach confirmed. He's been doing individual work, but not full work with the team yet. We have to assess him from day to day. To be honest, now we are much more positive about a return day, but we have to see. We expected him probably to be ready for the first match day, but it's not going to be possible. So as you can see, and thank you, Mark, for sending that to me, mate. Appreciate you. As you can see, he's not as badly injured as we thought. And they thought he could have potentially been available for the first match day. So, are we are, are we are we on board now? Because for me, he's the one. He's like Fabinho on steroids. He's fitter than Fabinho. He's probably a bit better than Fabinho. And yes, he's old. He's 27 or 28. But he's a right now player. A here and now signing that would make a huge difference. Uh, Frankie de Jong, I don't think wants to leave Barcelona, James, in all honesty. I don't, and his wages are pretty high, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, somebody would be able to tell us. Um, but I'd have him in a heartbeat. I said this when he was linked to United. Big fan of Frankie de Jong. I think he's a wonderful footballer. He's 28 and 70 million. Okay. But Klopp has three years left. I'd rather have a 28-year-old who's shit hot in his position... And allow by Chetich to develop. And let FSG worry about his fucking age. Because we as fans, we want players to win on the pitch. And he's somebody for the here and now. I think we're just so conditioned to the fact that we wouldn't spend money on a 28-year-old. Rather than looking at it objectively. Because I've seen United do this before. Look at United with Van Persie. You know, right at the tail end of his career. But was a huge difference maker to that United team. Kessie's gone to Saudi, if I'm not mistaken, Chris. Honestly, I don't know how you think Polina's too old. Have you watched the dude play? He's not a player that plays like he's... Uh, he's overplayed in his career and he's struggling. He's a player whose stats are really, really impressive. Um, Casemiro at United, there's another example from Kyle. Sometimes you just have to get the right player. And I think Polina would be a good fit and would be ready to go right now. But I do understand and respect your points on his age. But as a fan, that's not something I want to worry about. Let the owners worry about his age. I just want the best players to come in and play. Uh, Craig, in the answer to the question is who's to blame? Easy, FSG. So yeah, get them out. Yeah, but it's a collective because FSG will say to you, mate, well, we pull people in the position to do the job. But ultimately, you're right. They are responsible because as, the, as I'm just saying, they put the people in to do the job. If those people aren't capable of doing the job, again, that falls back on FSG. Benesser or De Jong? I'd prefer De Jong by a country mile, but Benesser is the one that is far uh, far more likely. Do we even have scouts? It's a good question, Dan. It's a good question. Look, guys, I'm going to call it a night because in all honesty, my head's pounding me right now. It's been a crazy, um, crazy week for us. So I don't mean to cut it short tonight. 
if anything happens, of course, you know, we'll be back on. But again, just want to say a massive thank you to you all for your support. Um, do hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so, if you're new to the channel. Um, I'm going to record a video now on the whole situation, which will be going out shortly. And um, again, I can't thank you for your support enough. I don't know if I'll be live tomorrow or not. I'd like to try and get a day off in because I could do with the mental rest. But um, yeah, appreciate you. Much love. Talk to you soon. Have a good one. And again, I'm sorry we're in this position. Much love. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.